0: Well,
1: good morning, church family. How's everyone doing today? Hey, Amen. Why don't we just rise as we begin to worship? Come on, let's sing a joyful noise. Amen.
2: church yeah come on let's lift it up your yeah, Christ is my foundation the
3: Let me walk upon the water, wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. Then my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my spirit. your voice, Spirit, lead me sing. Spirit. without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander that my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my Savior
4: church, sometimes we pray for the Lord to be in the midst of the problems that we create for ourselves, which is saying a song that said that he won't fail us. He won't fail us in those moments either. But this next song, this next song is about the Lord being with us in those moments when he's like, my son, my daughter, I love you. I need you to do something for me. I'm not just going to be there in the storms that you create. I'm going to push you out to do something that I need you to do for my kingdom. How many of you are willing to step out into those deep waters to do those things that God needs you to do for you? Because he'll be there for you. He won't let you fail. He'll keep you through it because he needs you in that place. Amen? Would we just walk out of faith in this place this morning? You won't fail us, Lord. And we walk out in faith to do the
3: things you need us to do. You call me out upon the waters. The great unknown will feed me. faith will. Oh,
5: just continue to welcome you into this space God we thank you Lord because you are the God that leads us in troubled waters you are the God that leads us when we don't see a way out Lord you are a light to our path Lord a lamp unto our feet God and we give you we give you all glory all honor all praise for that this morning God you are the God who sees us Lord you're the God who empowers God you're the God who more than anything you love us Lord we thank you for that in this place it's in your precious and holy name that we pray god and all god's people say amen and amen hey church let's take a moment let's greet one another as worship comes to an end this morning Well, good morning, Church. How are we doing this morning?
1: Man, you all guys are all looking like you got an extra hour of sleep. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> real.
5: <laughs> got enough time, to, you know, sleeping a little bit and That's then right. get some coffee. We're yep. extra awake exactly. this morning, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Church, my name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. And I'm AJ Cully. I'm one of your uh, worship leaders here at New Beginnings Church. And just and before we get started with anything else, we got a couple quick announcements for you. Uh, first off, just uh, again, that reminder, if you haven't already set your, your clocks forward and out, or forward or back, fall back, back. fall back, that's right. Back. If you haven't fallen back, if you haven't uh, fixed your clocks yet, uh, don't forget to go ahead and do that at some point today because otherwise it's going to be a crazy week. Uh, but what, what do we got going on around here? Definitely. AJ?
1: So there's a lot going on. There's just a few things uh, going on here at New Beginnings Church. Um, the first thing is frontline front resurrection. They're doing their first yeah. They're doing their first kids coat drive. Winter is here, and it's getting cold fast. Okay. It, it's getting cold fast. Winter is already coming. Who knows how cold it's going to be? There's a lot of kids who need jackets. There's a lot of people who need jackets. If you're going through your bins at clothes, breaking out the winter clothes, and you reach at the bottom, and, and you find a coat that you haven't worn in like five years, man, it would be awesome if you would wash it. First and foremost, <laughs> uh, clean that up, and then if you want, if uh, it would be so helpful, they would appreciate it if you would donate that jacket or whatever you have. Um, there's a bin outside in the mall, right next to our welcome desk. Um, that definitely, they're gonna they're gonna need jackets soon, yeah, so your absolutely. donations are welcome.
5: Absolutely, and you know, guys, uh, it's kind of weird for me to say this, but we're already approaching holiday season. Uh, like, like Pastor Mike said, I think last Wednesday, like, are you sure it's not March still? <laughs> yeah, like seriously. I, I'm kind of in a similar headspace, must be an ADHD thing. Definitely. I don't know, but it is holiday season. It is upon us. And so with that comes the spirit of giving. We want to give back because the Lord has been so good to us. Are, are you with me church? Absolutely. Uh, and so one of the other things that we're doing, another way you can give back this holiday season if, is if you would like to sponsor a Thanksgiving basket, uh, registration for that are already open you can visit our website nbcabq.com forward slash events and you can find all the information on there for how to sponsor a thanksgiving basket these baskets have all that a, a small family could need all that you know it's not even a small family just a, a good sized family um can need for Thanksgiving for a great Thanksgiving dinner, and so if you want to bless a family with that this year, I want to encourage you to go to our website and click on the link there where, where you can uh, see how to do that, or if you are uh, maybe experiencing some hardships this year and you yourself need to maybe receive one of these baskets, by all means, go to our website, click on a the link there, and you can register to receive a Thanksgiving basket this year.
1: Definitely. The baskets feed about a family of four or five, uh, so just a small family, but guys, There's a lot of people. When I first started here at New Beginnings, uh, I got to be a part of actually giving out those uh, Thanksgiving baskets. Mm. We went to a school uh, that's just right around uh, the area, and we were there. And I remember uh, giving this uh, a basket to this kid, and Pastor Richard and I uh, heard this kid look at it, and this kid said, "I finally get to have a dinner with my family this year, Mm. guys." That Just a small amount of food like that can yeah. make an impact on someone's life so heavy. Absolutely. So if you, if you feel like you want to do that, if you want to make that impact to a family this year, go to, a, to the desk out front, and we'll get you all set up.
5: Absolutely, man. Thanks, AJ, for making me cry during announcements. Yeah, me too. Uh, but that's beautiful, church. And, that's, and, and these stories, man, these, these events, these things, they happen all the time here at New Beginnings Church. And uh, sometimes these little tearjerker moments uh, happen through the ways that we give here uh, through Thanksgiving food baskets and through other things through Absolutely. our clothing drives. But also, uh, I see a lot of these great moments happening through fellowship here at New Beginnings Church. If you haven't really gotten connected uh, to people here in this church and this family outside of our Sunday gatherings, our Wednesday gatherings, I want to encourage you. Check out something like for our 18 to 25-year-old. This guy right here is also our young adults teacher for our young adults class. We have a um, every first and third Thursday of the month, AJ leads, uh, and he does a fantastic job. He leads a class for young adults, 18 to 25-year-olds, and beautiful things happen there also. Uh, Sisterhood was just yesterday. Did any of, any of the ladies in here go to that yesterday? Yeah, it was a great event. Sisterhood is another place where you can just fellowship, where iron sharpens iron, and those beautiful moments happen there too. And so, um, what's it called? And so men, with that in mind, on November, I believe it was the 19th, we are having our men's breakfast. And I want to highly, highly encourage you to be there. It is a potluck breakfast, Uh, and so bring all the bacon your arms can carry. Bring all the chile you can eat. Uh, It's going to be a fantastic event. Uh, AJ, have you been a part of these men's breakfasts with us before? Not yet. I'm going to have to go, though. I'm going to have to go. They are great (laughs) every time. The chile will melt your face off because we know how we like it here at New Beginnings. Uh, And so, again, that is November 19th beginning at 7.30 a.m. I want to highly encourage all my men to come here. For this men's potluck breakfast, it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely,
1: and then last but not least, November thirteenth, so next Sunday, we are having child dedications uh, after our second service. Directly uh, se- after our second service, parents, uh, guardians, legal guardians, if if you want to, if you want to make sure that your kid is going to not just be a good person to live a good life, but you want your child or the person that you're watching over to be brought up in the ways of the Lord, you want to teach them about Christ and you want to teach them about God's love, Mm -hmm. then it's time to make that promise, that declaration Mm -hmm. that you're going to do your best as a parent, as a guardian to make sure that your kid is going to be brought up in the ways of Christ. And hopefully one day that they're going to ask God, ask Jesus into their heart on their own one day, just by you teaching them, instructing them Mm -hmm. and loving them, um, Absolutely.
5: Yeah. And and this child dedication uh, experience, this whole thing is, it's really a beautiful thing. I know both me and AJ are products of having moms who pray for us like crazy. Uh, And that, (laughs) that having that parental figure that continually invites the spirit of God into the home into the process of parenting. I know that made all the difference for me. Uh, I've, I've kind of watched from a distance on how that really affected AJ. man, your mom 100%. is a is greatest. Shout out to Chris, Christine Culley right over here. And so if you are interested in this, please, I want to highly, highly encourage you. Uh, You can ask more questions, of course, to Pastor Richard, to myself, Pastor Michael, what it looks like. But uh, there's also more information online where you can get registered right there. But, of course, church, none of this would be possible without you, without you being here, without you being here or online, without your faithfulness, without your good stewardship in our tithes and offerings. And so, church, we just want to say thank you so much for your your give yourself a round of applause because it could, it's all about
1: you guys. <laughs>
5: Absolutely, yeah. We could not do anything uh, without without you, our family here at New Beginnings Church. AJ, what are the ways that we can give here at New Beginnings? So there's a
1: few different ways. Um, I, I I like to look at my money when I when I do my finances. Everything's digital, mm-hmm. so I can see it. I don't really carry cash. So if you want to um, send a quick text, you can do text to give, um, or you could go on our line or on our app to nbcabq slash give. Mm-hmm. Um, or again on our app, and you can do it that way. You'll get a, you won't get any spam texts. I promise. It'll just give you confirmation that you put that you gave whatever your tithe was. Or if you're old school, if you like to see you know cash in your hand and you know what you're doing with your money, uh, you could. We have envelopes outside, and then we have drop boxes at each of the corners of the sanctuary right here, and you can just drop it in on your way out.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much, church. And would you do me a favor and help me welcome our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield, to the stage this morning?
6: Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you all very much. You're always so kind. I uh, just want to let you know that God is doing some amazing things. Um, It's really neat on the Thanksgiving food baskets. A.J. said it'll feed a family like, you know, four to maybe six people. One family fed 20 people with the food basket we gave them. They all got one bite of the turkey and that was it. <laughs> so it's about a 14, 15 pound turkey, just to let you know. Uh, guys, I I'm, I'm, want to let you know that I'm doing this sermon today to really remind us that we're ministers of the gospel. Every one of us are ministers, though. I'm a pastor People have different roles, but we're all ministers we're we're all part of the body of christ and uh this morning my six year old granddaughter um yesterday she was five. today she turns six. <laughs> so we we had some gifts for her and and we told Gabriela Lutmiha and so she took the bow off of the gift and she put it on her head. And I go, oh, Mika, you're my present. And she went, oh, and I was like, oh, it just melted me, you know. But when she did that, it made me think that truly we are God's gift. We are God's gift. We are to present ourselves before the Lord and available to God. We're a gift from God to the body of Christ. We're a gift from God. He gifts us his spirit to minister and become a family. This morning I was talking to a young lady from our congregation who bought her very first house. She's a single mother. They just moved in two weeks ago and she walked into her house a few days ago when it froze real bad. And it's a new home but the pipes froze, and when they thawed out, they busted and flooded their house. And she walked into a house that was all flooded and just broken. And there's been people from our congregation that are helping her out. And I just wanted to encourage her, and I gave her a hug this morning. And said we've been praying for you. If you need anything, let us know. We have a lot of resources. And she goes, Pastor, I just love this church. We're like, we're just a family. It's my second family. And that's exactly what the body of Christ is. In the book of Ephesians chapter four, the apostle Paul writes these words to us, starting at verse 11. And he says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. They are responsible to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full, complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown away, uh, blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Isn't that amazing? Even us, sometimes we think we're all messed up and uh, I can't do anything. No, he made you and he created you and he wants to use you even with your inabilities because when we're weak, he is strong. So anyway, as we part, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So, Lord, help us to really understand how to take our role and then do it to the glory of God. I pray in Christ's name, amen. So, my job as a pastor is to create ministers to create ministers of the gospel which are all of us you me all of us all of you online we are ministers to minister god's love to a lost and dying city we're bringing healing to the brokenhearted we're bringing life to those that are dead we're bringing hope that those that are in despair And we believe that God has called us. But the reason a lot of people don't step up and a lot of people don't rise up to the calling that God has for them is because people really believe that ministry is only for the educated. It's only for the educated. I've never been to college, or maybe I didn't even graduate high school, or I I just have a college degree, but it's not even in ministry, and I've never gone to seminary. And and, and we think it's only for those that are educated. Ministry, some people think, is only for the super-talented. But Jesus even said, he gave one talent to one, two to another, five to another, and he says, use what you got. In other words, some are more gifted than another, some are more talented than another, but each one of us has a gifting that God has given us to fit in the body and to be used for his glory, amen? And he wants us to do this. Ministry is only for the spiritually mature, some people think, well, I haven't been a Christian long enough. I've only been a Christian 25 years and I don't really know what to say. What do you mean you've been here for 25 years? You're gonna hear a story later on of a young lady that just came to Christ and went on a missions trip. It's just amazing. Some people think that ministry is only for the perfect. If that was true, we'd have to shut every church down in the world because no one is perfect, Amen. And some people think that ministry is optional for believers. Well, that's not really for, that's for you people, not for me. I don't, I I just, I come to church, I give, and I just stay out of the way. No, God has called us all to do a work, amen? And he's called us all to do ministry. And it's important that we do that ministry, and it's important that we do it to the glory of God. So what I want to try to communicate then is what happens to us when we become one of God's ministers. When we say, amen, God, I'm not only a born-again Christian, I not only have believed and put my faith in Jesus Christ, but now I'm going to step out, like that song said, step out into deeper water and test my faith. I want, Lord, to serve you. And, Lord, I might not even know what to do. I might step out on the water and sink, but that's okay. I'm going to step out. And that's what our job is to do, because the more we use our life the more we grow. And you have to understand that as a minister, we are used more and we grow more when we just trust God and become a minister. In the book of Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23, it says, work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Don't you know people that talk, 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 but they don't do anything? They still don't have a job, and yet there's help wanted signs all over the place. It's like, quit talking and start doing. He's saying, step out. Step out of the boat in the deeper water. Step out. What if I sink? Guess what? God will be there to rescue you. I have sunk on so many things. I have done phenomenal, I have trusted God for moments where it was like, man, astounding. I astounded myself, I couldn't believe I trusted him so much. And then there've been times that I thought it was God calling me and I walked out of the boat and I sank and thank God he was there to pull me up. It's okay, it's okay to fail. Did you just hear that? It's okay to fail, we're not perfect. But we need to trust. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 and 25, it says, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous, it says, will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. The more you do, in other words, the more you grow. As you pour yourself out, You position yourself to be filled and to be used for the kingdom of God. People that know that, people that study, it's like the more you study, and especially if you're going to study to teach, you study and you learn so much and you're like, oh, my gosh, Lord, thank you. That was awesome what you just showed me. And he opens your eyes and ears to his word. And then you could give it out, and then all of a sudden it grows. God does something for you, and then you could do it for them. There's a ministry that we partner with. It's called Under His Construction. It's led by two people that I've just come to love so very much and call my brother and my sister. They're the executive directors of this ministry. And they're both ordained ministers of the gospel. And they love the Lord And their lives were impacted and their lives were touched. And now because their lives were impacted and and touched, they're pouring themselves into other people, men and women of God that are are being impacted by this ministry called Under His Construction. Today, we're gonna have a different kind of sermon. I'm gonna be tag-teaming with a few people. And they're the first ones I'm gonna call up. Would you please welcome Reverend... Chris Cleveland and his lovely bride Reverend Sonia Cleveland. Welcome ladies and gentlemen or lady and gentlemen. I love you, man.
7: Everybody. As a chaplain and resident of Albuquerque, I've seen firsthand the deep hurt and devastation drugs have brought to this community. Our prisons are full of men and women who have lived recklessly after being abandoned, wounded by, wounded by the people who, had, who should have loved them the most. Many now follow the same pattern of irresponsibility that their parents did. But research proves that when you read your Bible, learn the character of God and who you are in Christ, the hopeless can have a new life and hope. Some men will hear this and agree with it, but have no resolve to live it out. Instead, they will live for themselves and waste the opportunity to leave a godly legacy to the next generation. But there are some men, regardless of the mistakes they have made in the past, regardless of what their families did or did not do for them, will give the strength of their arms and the rest of their days loving and honoring God and teaching others to be responsible, to love and mentor others that desperately need help and direction. We are inviting our graduates whose hearts are willing to choose to courageously join us in this resolution. In my home, the decision has already been made. You don't have to ask who will guide this ministry and our household, because by the grace of God, we will. These men accept this responsibility, and it is our privilege to celebrate them today. So where are you, men of courage? Where are you, men who fear the Lord? It is time to rise up and answer the call that God has given to you to say, I will. I will serve the Lord. Amen. Congratulations.
6: Gentlemen, wait before you sit down. Come and line up right over here. Lawrence, Kenneth, Grant, Robert. I changed your name.
8: That's okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if
6: it was it, it was Ulysses S. Grant or Robert E. Lee. So it's but Grant. You know what? Um, Robert, God has really blessed you guys. Uh, You've gone through over a year of studying God's word, and you have found out the man of God he created you to be. As Pastor Chris and Pastor Sonia poured themselves out, they poured themselves in, and now it's your turn to go out and pour yourselves out. So if you'll step up here. Pastor Chris and Sonia, if you'll go behind them and lay hands on them, and if you'll agree with us in prayer. Father, these men have been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, they opened up their life to you, and they opened up their lives to your word and your spirit, and Lord, you've taken on a, on a journey they, they never in their wildest dream ever thought, they a do, and yet here they are, standing tall, Lord God, anointed and called by you to do a ministry, to impact the lost and dying world with the gospel, to live it out for your glory, to be transformers, to go out now, Lord, commissioned to be ministers of the gospel, to help bring transformation to other people's lives. Might they do what you've called them to do. Might they be bold, Monty, step forward, Father God, on your leading and your calling and saying, here I am, Lord. Thank you. Send me. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. 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 God bless you, gentlemen. Thank you. A- Thank, you Thank you. Praise the Lord. If you don't know what under his construction ministry is, they're helping transform lives for men and women that found themselves caught up in a web of addiction and they've been transformed and they're doing a work that's supernatural. So as I was saying, when we become God's ministers, we're used more and more and we grow more and more as we pour out more and more. And Chris and Sonia keep pouring out. And they're growing a whole lot. And they're growing, and as they grow, they're helping others grow alongside of them. A second point I want to make is that when we become ministers, we enable and encourage others into ministry. We really help them. We encourage them. We call them out into the deeper water. We call them out, as I was saying and reading that list of things that people believe. One of the things that people believe is that you have to be super talented and, and you have to be a seasoned believer, that God doesn't use brand new believers. And that is not the truth at all. Paul, the apostle, is writing to Timothy and Timothy had just become a pastor. And Timothy was only about 18 years old. Can you imagine having an 18-year-old pastor? Man, half of the time, they can't even find their way out of a paper sack. And, and Paul is telling him, Timothy, you're God's man for the hour. I never forget when I became a pastor, I was 24 years old. And I'll never forget, we had just been here not even a month Maybe right at a month, and this guy comes to our front door and he's knocking, and you could tell it's one of those frantic, panic knocks. He's like this, and I open the door and I go, "Yes." He goes, "Oh my guy, And he's looking at me, and I'm a 24 year old, 24 year old young man. He's looking at me, and he's going, "Is a pastor here?" No, he says, "Is your dad here?" And I go, "My dad? He's in pass Paso." I was like, "Wait, what?" And he goes. I go, who are you looking for? The pastor. I go, I'm the pastor. He goes, you're the pastor. Well, come on, my wife's having a baby. Come on, and I take off running down the street. We ran a few houses down, and I delivered a baby. That was my first task here. I brought life out. Oh, like wow, man, they didn't teach me this in Bible college. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And City goes, you delivered a baby? I go, yeah, good thing I just helped you with Ricky a few months ago because I knew what i do, you know. It was crazy. It was God calls us and, and you grow. And sometimes people look at you and they kind of shake their head, but in spite of them shaking their head, you march forward and do what God has called you to do. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, Verse 14 and 15, and he said, do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid hands on you. Give your complete attention, your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone will see your progress. Man, he's saying, step out, do it, step out, step up, step in, because God wants us to do something supernatural for the Lord. Look, just a few months ago, this young lady came to the altar and gave her life to Jesus, and she got baptized. And she's been studying and in discipleship and in Bible study and she's just been hungry for the word of God and we were partnering with a ministry called Impact Nations because they were going to be going to Uganda and they were going to be ministering there and she just felt this tug to go and she said pastor I, I just well I'd rather let her tell the story Cheryl would you come and join me would you welcome Cheryl to the platform this morning? Now, guys, Cheryl is like paranoid right now.
0: <laughs> I'm not good at public speaking. <laughs>
6: but hear me. So I told her, are you kidding, Cheryl? This congregation's awesome. They don't even bite that hard. <laughs> Cheryl, God did a work in your life. And yes. get close to the mic so they can hear you. But all of a sudden, you gave your life to Jesus, and then you got baptized, and then you were going to Bible study, and you, all these things happening. But what happened when you heard about that trip to Uganda? Share, share with them.
0: So, I was having dreams months before I heard about Impact Nations, dreams of what Uganda might look like, and it didn't seem too weird because I have a four-year-old whose father's from Uganda. When I told the pastor about this, he reminded me there aren't any coincidences, only God incidents. Um, so when I arrived in Uganda, I was leaving the airport, and I saw the scenery of what I'd seen in my dream, and I knew that God had sent me there on purpose. I was not there on accident. Um, leading up to my journey, I didn't know how I was going to get the money to go And all of a sudden, just money started coming from all these places I wasn't expecting. And God really started moving uh, to help me get to Uganda. Um, uh, Pastor was saying that um, I'm a new believer. I always had a relationship with God. But I was kind of being pulled into an Islamic um, religion. And I had my doubts about Jesus. But as soon as I took that step of faith and got baptized in the name of Jesus, things started shifting in my life. I wish I would have done it a long time ago.
6: Amen. Now, they went to Uganda and they did ministry. We're going to get out of the way, and we want to show you a little video of some of the things that took place in the eight or ten days that they were there in Uganda. Check this video out.
8: been here a few hours and already there is a sense of, of the Kingdom of God breaking through and bringing hope and releasing freedom and blessing in this community. It's amazing the Kingdom of God advancing and being part of it in the JOC. Disease is a real issue here in this community. We're providing a medical clinic to hundreds of people today, medical healthcare.
0: elderly lady who had been uh, paralyzed, she was deaf and unable to speak for 19 years. And when some of the team and I prayed for her with our translator, she was able to miraculously speak. The first words she said for 19 years was, Jesus has mercy on me.
6: One woman had her hand like this and she couldn't move this finger unless she used her other hand to move it back. So we prayed for this very simple thing, and all of a sudden she's going like this.
8: Hallelujah, the kingdom of God come in yeah. Isaac's life. Yeah. Yes. This is it. This is the ministry of the kingdom that we partake of. We thank you so
6: So, Cheryl, what are the things that you saw that really impacted you?
0: I saw so much supernatural healing. Now, just four years ago, I'll be celebrating this month four years of recovery. Just four years ago, I was addicted to heroin. And to see God take me from that place in my life and know that his intentions were to heal me on this journey, um, it took a long time for me to be able to say... Publicly, my testimony, because I had so much shame. But when I was on this trip, I heard God tell me that his testimony, my testimony is his testimony, and that I'm supposed to be proud, not of my past, but where, of where God has brought me. Amen. To edify him and give him all the glory. And I do. While I was on this JOC, this Journey of Compassion, I saw so many Muslims just accept Jesus. And in this community, there's half Christians and half Muslims. So it's a it's a huge Muslim community. And for these people to accept Jesus means that they're risking their lives. All the other Muslim community members can lash out. And we assured them that as long as you got Jesus, he has you. Um, I saw, like I said, supernatural healing. The first prayer I said for somebody, I was able to feel a huge bump on her leg, and uh, she said it was causing her pain and she could barely walk. So I put my hand over it, and a group of us were praying, and I literally felt this bump deflate underneath my hand. Praise God! Yeah, and she stood up and she was just crying with joy. And you know, I just saw a lot of these things. Um, I'm very, I'm very grateful. I encourage you guys to look in a journey, I mean, Impact Nations, and go on a journey of compassion. It's life-changing.
6: What did it do for your faith?
0: It strengthened my faith to know that God, despite everything I've been through, he has love for me. I felt so close to him. I felt his embrace while on this JOC. In fact, I'm actually missing that feeling of being so close to him. But, yeah. Yeah. It strengthened
6: my faith. That's awesome. Well, we're thank so proud of you, Father. Thank you for how you used Cheryl. And Lord, thank you for the boldness you gave her today to share her heart. I pray blessing and anointing over her in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Love you, girl. Thank you thank did a you. great job. You. you see, our job is to encourage others to go into ministry and to do the ministry of the Lord. You don't have to go across the world because you could just go across the street. You could go to God's warehouse, help serve there, see broken lives that come through the doors, that get a warm meal and a warm building and a clean restroom where they could freshen up. And then after you show them God's love in action, then you could just simply smile and say, God bless you. You don't know how that impacts them. And then Pastor Chucks, they're just preaching away, and you can walk around the table helping them by laying hands on them and pray. There's ministry all over the place. We do a monthly food distribution here that you could come and help donate food to broken lives and families that, as we give out, anywhere from 12 to 18,000, 20,000 pounds of food. It's an amazing impact to see these lives that go, thank you. We were out of food, and you're hearing the brokenness and the desperation. You can help by volunteering with, under his construction and help them be a mentor to some of these men or women and help them. You could partner with Frontline Resurrection Ministry, helping women that are coming out of prison or out of sex trafficking or out of the streets and help them just be built up again. You see, we're not supposed to brag about our past. We're supposed to brag about God taking us out of that past. So you did a great job, Cheryl. Thank you for your honesty today. Because God wants to use us. Because when we don't fulfill the ministry God calls us to, someone else has to step up. Hear me, every one of us has a task. Continue to do it for the glory of God. Amen? The third thing I want to say is that when you become a vessel of God, this minister of God, we live with a lasting impression. That's why I asked Cheryl, what did that do for your faith? Not just the faith of those who they impacted, but how it ministered to her and how it lifted her up. and man, And she realized, wow, Lord, The thing I'm most ashamed of are the thing that you're going to use for your glory. And she stepped up, and it left this lasting impression, an impact that she never wants to forget and never wants to lose. And it's hard because she was there focused 100% on a mission. Now she's come here and she's a, she has to work. She has to provide for her children. She's got to do all these things. And life has a way of trying to distract you. But once you've been impacted by God, you hold on to that. And you say, God, I'm not going to be swayed. I'm not going to be taken to any other place but in your presence. In First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, man, when we think of you, we just think of your faith and what you're doing and how faithful you are to him and how encouraging in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 8, it says, and now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. And for wherever you go, we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it. And that's like, it's amazing. People go out And they go, hey, and they start just sharing God with people, and they start sharing love, and people will go, where do you go to church? They go, New Beginnings. Oh, I've been to New Beginnings. That's with Pastor Richard and That church is amazing, and that church is always reaching out, and that church is always touching lives, and that church, and that church, and that church. You and I, we are the church. And when you're out there impacting so many people, it totally transforms lives and it leaves an impression that they cry out to God and they seek you and I out, not because we're so great, but because he has made his name known through us. And that's what he says. So are you living your life in such a manner that you're leaving an everlasting impression in people's lives? I came across this poem years ago and it's it's really awesome. It's called The Dash. And it was a pastor that had stood before his congregation at a funeral and he referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. But he noticed that first came the date of birth and second was followed the date of death. He goes, but What matters the most is the dash in between, between those years. For the dash represents all the time that we spend here alive on earth. And now those who love that loved one know exactly what that dash means. What matters not are the cars and house and clothing and things that they had. But what matters is the love and devotion and life they lived, how long and hard they toiled on this land and impacted our lives and gave to us. The dash reminds us of all they poured out as more was poured in. The dash reminds us that they left us a legacy, footsteps to follow. You see, the dash is how you and I are living out our life. Might that dash be, bring glory to God and encouragement to others? It's really powerful. If we could just slow down enough to consider what that truly means. Life is going a million miles an hour, but if you really slow down enough to say, what matters the most in my life? What matters the most? What are the things I need to pour myself into? What are the things I need to pour myself out to? Sometimes we need to start chilling a little bit because we're quick to anger. We're impatient. We need to start showing more appreciation and love and kindness, reach into people's lives. We are ministers. We're supposed to minister the love of Jesus wherever we go. And if we treat each other with respect and, and, and with a smile, it changes everything. I'm not kidding you. Look, a simple smile at God's warehouse changes their whole countenance. They don't get smiled at very much as homeless people. They get ridiculed. They get just hurled insults constantly. But I'm telling you, when you and I pour ourselves out, It'll be amazing what God can do because we leave a lasting impression for the glory of God, amen? The last thing I want to say about us as ministers is when we truly become ministers of God, vessels of God, we celebrate the joy of purpose. We live with purpose. We live on purpose. We live for purpose. We have a reason to do what we do. There's a reason to our madness, amen? (laughs) 2 Timothy chapter four, verse six through eight says, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. He goes, the time of my death is near, Paul is saying, and I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful, and now the prize awaits me, he says. The crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And and the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Man, he's saying, we need to celebrate that. Paul endured so much pain and suffering because he had purpose. He knew why he was called, and he knew what he was doing. And in spite of all the hardship he went through, he continued to trust God and lean into God and said, God, carry me through. When we get involved in ministry, you come to really understand the meaning of great joy, the meaning of purpose, the meaning of celebration, the meaning of the joy that God gives us even in spite of our pain, amen? So we need to understand that being a member of God's family, being a minister of God's church, not a pastor, but one of the ministers that every member is, we become stronger. You see, Every minister makes the family stronger. Every minister makes the family more effective. Every minister makes the family more mature. Every minister makes the family healthy. Every minister makes the family selfless. And it's important that you all pour ourselves out, that we do this together and we continue to impact the lost and dying world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That we bring healing and restoration by the love of Jesus Christ because there's so many broken people in this city, and some of them sit right next to us, even right now. Some of them are in our homes. Some of them are in our family, our friends, our close neighbors. Have you taken time to just encourage someone? Have you taken time to just pour into somebody? Have you taken time to say, hey, God loves you? There's times I'll say to people, hey, guess what? What? I go, God loves you. And they go, I know. I go, no, he loves you. But guess what? So do I. And I sincerely mean it. And people get like, wow, (laughs) I needed to hear that today. Because this world we live in has a way of beating us down, doesn't it? but I'm telling you, God is on the move and he wants to move in us and through us to change this city and turn it back to his glory. Look, day after tomorrow is election day. Some of you have already voted. You and I have a chance to make a difference. And it also happens in a voting booth. And sometimes people forget they're a Christian in the voting booth. I say, you really need to go in there with a biblical mindset and say, okay, God, what do these people stand for? What do these people want to bring to my city? What do these people want to do for our state? And I really hope and pray that you vote. And I hope and pray that you vote with a biblical worldview, not a political worldview, but a biblical worldview, that you go in there as a Christian and you hold up the word of God to them and you vote with your convictions according to the word, not because you're a Republican, not because you're a Democrat or Green Party or no party. I'm telling you, it's time that the Christian church take back this state and this nation for God's glory. I don't know about you. I'm sick and tired of some of the ridiculous things they're trying to impose on us. We're losing our nation We as ministers of the gospel need to make a difference in every aspect, whether it be in the work arena, whether it be in the school, whether it be in your community or just organizations, your children, or you might be involved in. But it's time that you and I not be ashamed and we share the light of Jesus. And if they say there's something about you, you're just so kind, say, you know what? I just attribute it to God because I'm really trying to become a real solid Christian and I'm doing it by following his word. I don't want to be a Christian by name. I want to be a true follower of Christ and show that in your life. Show that in the things you do because it's an amazing journey to be able to do that and to be able to say, God, it's time for us to step out and step in and do it for the glory of God. So men and women of God, I I just want to invite you, first of all, if you don't know Jesus, to surrender your life to him because you can't become a minister of God if you're not God's. (laughs) So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, you've never surrendered your life to him, and you want to do that today, raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor, I really would want to do that because I've never done that. Well, then today what I want to do is commission us as ministers to commission us. To say, from this day forward, I am going to carry the name of Christ, and I'm going to live it out to the glory of God, and I'm going to lift up the banner of Christ, and I'm going to bring glory to his name by the way I live. So would you stand with me? And would you receive that? Would you receive that into your life? Would you receive that into your heart? Would you allow him to minister to you? And perhaps, You want to come to the altar. And maybe you have something that has nothing to do with the sermon. You're just overwhelmed and burdened, and you're saying, I have a burden that I can't carry on my own anymore. There's some people in our congregation that are sick and in the hospital. Some are fighting for their life. Some are being diagnosed with chronic and fatal diseases. But we have a God that can turn things around. We have a God that can restore and heal and strengthen and encourage. There's some that their marriages are crumbling and falling apart. My heart bleeds for them. God wants to restore you and heal your brokenness. He wants to minister to your life. Some of you, your children are wayward and they're not walking with God and you are so broken. And you're saying, God, please bring them home to Jesus, the home to Jesus, not to my house, but home to Jesus first. And We'd love them back home too, Lord, but they need to come to you. There's some that family members are, are broken and so lost and so confused that you might be the one to minister to them and extend love. So Father, we as a congregation stand before you right now. And we cry out to you. And God, we commission every single person, those watching online and those in this room, as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as ministers of the body of Christ, as ministers, Lord, to go out and make a difference and help transform this city by the power of your love. Oh, Holy Spirit, fall upon us. Fill us with your power and your insight and your guidance. Father, that we would overcome our fear to talk about you, that we would overcome our fear to tell people about you, that we would overcome our fear, Father God, of embarrassment. Father God, that we would realize it's not us that are going to be embarrassed. It's going to be them if they don't accept Christ. Because on that last day, if they have not accepted Christ, they're going to realize how right we were and how wrong they were. So God, I pray that you, Lord, you reach into our life and you do the things you need to do in our life to transform us to make a difference and then that we could be those elements of transformation Father that we could change this city this county this state this nation and this world back to you we thank you Lord God for the reports we have heard and seen this day for transformed lives and how they step forward out in faith by ministry and Lord God, you use them mightily. We pray blessing over our day and over our lives. Father, we pray for this election. This election could change the direction of our country to start rising up or even dig ourselves deeper. To God, I pray that Lord, we would listen to your spirit as you guide us and lead us. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord and God's people said, amen. Would you greet someone on the way out? Tell them God loves them, and you do too. God bless you.